it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. One of my favorite things about this job, what I do, is when my academic pedigree is called into question. And as I've said on this program many times, your academic pedigree does not weigh the strength of my argument. News anchors and commentators decide when, or at least on the left, decide when someone else is qualified to discuss any issue, right? We watched as the ladies of the hurt, I mean the view, uh, lash out at anyone who had questions about the efficacy of the vaccines, especially uh, questions because it's a women-centered show about the effect on potential effect on periods and they were just very adamant that this was this was a non-issue even though now now all of the news outlets are having to report that yeah it's true thousands of women have reported that the vaccines have had an effect on on their on their menstrual cycle now is that is that a concern well i I don't know. But the initial reaction to this concern was, no, this is a lie. The the vaccines aren't causing this. I mean, even NPR is admitting, the New York Times is admitting in their reporting that there is research to support the claim that thousands of women have reported irregular menstrual cycles since being vaccinated. Now, why is this important? Well, of course, it's important for women. It's important for moms and dads. My daughter just turned 12. You know, this is an important bit of information for parents who may be confronted with whether or not to vaccinate, you know, a preteen or teenage girl or a woman who may be planning a family, right? These, These are concerns, but we were told they're not concerns. And when we had the concerns, we were laughed at, insulted, degraded, derided, told we were narrow-minded. We follow, uh, Actually, science is real. This is just the basis of a bigger question. Why? Why the secrecy? Why the, first of all, who are some of these news anchors? If, if I'm not qualified to talk about these things because I don't have the, the, the requisite academic pedigree, how could any news commentator or so-called journalist or activist be any more or less qualified? In other words, what qualifies Whoopi Goldberg or Sonny Hostin? or Joy Behar? The answer is nothing. They've just decided on these daytime talk shows and nighttime Air Fingers news programs that there is a political narrative that they are going to... Now, if you don't believe that the media sees itself as inherently smarter than you and thus a necessity in your life, Listen, here's, I want you to listen to this very carefully. This is completely off topic, but it's going to make sense when I put this all together because I have 
brought a mountain of research going back to 2014 concerning gain-of-function research, which has now been exposed by both Project Veritas and Judicial Watch through document searches related to DARPA. But I want you to listen to this very carefully. The media doesn't want you asking any questions. The media doesn't want you to talk back or to think for yourself. The media has decided when it throws down the gauntlet or when it drops the hammer on a narrative, that's all you need to know because they are smarter than you. Play cut four. Is the media at this point out of touch with the public about COVID? I, I think it's hard to argue that, uh, you know, the media is a, a large uh, group of people, but a lot of the media does seem, when I look at it and, and then travel the country, to be very out of touch with people. I mean, if you travel the country, people are not really living in the same uh, bubble that it seems that uh, most of the media is messaging toward. And, right. and so, yeah, and, and so I, I, I think this is an issue because if people are tuning out, uh, what's going on in cable news, if we're not messaging toward uh, the general population, um, you know, they're, they're just, you know, ignoring everything and, and living their lives. Uh, and, and we're not really getting the information that they need to them. It can't be that in this day and age of the Internet, in this day and age of a media environment that no longer has three major networks and one singular 24-hour news network that people are able... Let me just boil this down. They don't think that you can get information without them. You need Brian Stelter and Oliver or Olivier Darcy to synthesize this for you because you're not smart enough. Now, I'm going to come right out and say this. I went to journalism school. It's not rocket science. These people are in no better position to synthesize anything at this point. At all. There is a wide distribution of information that you can access. By the time these people get on their programs, many people have already informed themselves. But I love the way, well, if you're not watching CNN, you're not, you're not going to be able to synthesize this, synthesize this stuff on your own. Now, here we go. Same network. Jake Tapper talking to Sanjay Gupta. Cut five. The hospitals are still stretched thin because of this, so I'm not trying to take away from that. But if 40% in some hospitals, 40% of the people who have COVID don't necessarily have problematic COVID. They're there because they got in a car accident. They get, they're there because right. um, you know they, they bumped their head. And they're being included as in the hospital with COVID. That number seems kind of misleading. Yeah, I agree, Jake. It surprises me that they have not been able to parse out that data more carefully. I think the data that uh, uh, Dr. Olensky is quoting is from New York State, and we've been following that data as well. And I can show you what we've seen, uh, sort of sort of tracks with what she said. But out of all the patients that are in the hospital, about 57%, these are COVID patients, admitted because of or complications from COVID, 43% admitted for other reasons and then diagnosed with COVID. Uh, I think, you know, there needs to be transparency about that uh, in terms of for or with COVID. That's kind of funny because they didn't want any transparency when Joe Biden was running for president. CNN was screaming every single night, people are dying because of Trump. 
Look at these hospitalizations. Look at this death toll. And what did we point out to you on this program? That some of these COVID relief bills or funding bills incentivized hospitals to do exactly that. They were getting money from government when they were dealing with COVID positive patients. So if they had someone who died and as you just hear Gupta and Tapper saying, well, maybe you died in a car wreck and you had COVID, but the cause of death was the, was the car wreck. They just listed that as a cause of death from COVID. We need more funding. We just, we were all over this during the election cycle, if you remember. Now, here's another one. Cube cut two. Here's Real Clear Politics' Phil Wegman asking potato chips Jen Psaki, uh, you know, you guys have been talking about misinformation and you know, wanting to regulate misinformation and misinformation is a problem. We have to ban people who promote misinformation. Well, what do you make of Sonia Sotomayor saying 100,000 children are on ventilators because of COVID? Cut two. Not long ago in this room, the Surgeon General told us that COVID misinformation was a public health threat. Um, I'm wondering if the White House is at all concerned, uh, given uh, Supreme Court Justices Sotomayor's remarks about the Omicron variant, um, that maybe the danger is, is being overhyped and your message is not getting out? I think I just addressed this. Didn't I answer this question? Are you worried that there is misinformation that is being spread so much so that even a sitting Supreme Court justice has an inaccurate picture of things? Again, I'm just not going to weigh in on a specific legal argument of course made not. in the court. Of, of course not. Joe Biden... Joe Biden was the vice president of the United States when Sotomayor was nominated... He promoted her. Now he's got nothing to say about her misinformation. Smartest, the wise Latina, remember that? My Andrew Gorsuch. Well, that Gorsuch thing is over. The transcript, people were jumping up and down that Neil Gorsuch said hundreds of thousands of people died from the flu. It's not what he said. The stenographer, the official record of the Supreme Court had to be corrected. He said hundreds comma thousands or if you were writing this more dramatically hundreds three dots thousands of people die each year from the seasonal flu which was reported to be somewhere between 12 and 52,000 people per year which is a wide swing but still hundreds to thousands is not hundreds of thousands. So Gorsuch was not misleading. Gorsuch was not promoting misinformation, but Sotomayor was. Now, what happens when you catch someone on the left promoting misinformation? Well, as I said, the people on The View, they seem to think they're the experts at everything. Don't worry about Sotomayor. She was still, you know, in the ballpark. Play cut six. First, I just want to reframe this a little bit about Justice Sotomayor, because um, while, you know, she may not be accurate for current hospitalizations um, in children, she is correct that we have more children in the hospital uh, now more than 
ever before. Um, and it certainly reflects the current cases in children. Right now we have 82,843 um, children uh, sick with, with COVID. More than 1,000 children have died from the virus. Um, and in addition, uh, about 7.8 million children have caught COVID since uh, the pandemic started. And, and so, so that, that, those are just, just the numbers. And so um, while fewer than 83,000 kids have been hospitalized with the virus, we have kids sick with COVID more than we ever have before. And so that's a real thing. And those are real numbers. No, she said there were 100,000 children on ventilators. That is not true. That is false information. That is misinformation. Now let's listen to the CEO of Pfizer. Remember the shut up and get vaccinated crowd? Shut up. Don't don't ask any questions. Well, what does the CEO of Pfizer have to say about three doses now? Play cut seven. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a the booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, uh, in, in against deaths, I think very good, um, and less protection against uh, infection. Now we are working on a on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1. Let me put it that way that uh, will cover Omicron as well. And uh, of course, uh, we are waiting to, to have the final results. The vaccine will be ready in March. So the first two doses, according to the CEO of Pfizer, offer no real protection. The booster, the third shot, offers limited protection. And now we're on to a fourth dose coming in March for Omicron. So when do we get to five? We're six. We're seven. Why six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. So when Mr. Darcy worries about people not watching CNN, why should they watch CNN? CNN was part of the shut up and do as we'd say crowd. Turns out their information has been entirely wrong. Remember, this is the network that refused to report on the death toll in nursing homes when they had the little brother of the governor of the state of New York who issued an executive order that forced COVID patients into New York State nursing homes, which was made public on the state's own website and CNN refused to cover it. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.